Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 207, and it will be about the contractor versus tax accountant view of financials. Contractors' view of the numbers are in the tax accountant's view of the numbers are totally different. When tax accountants review the financial statements, the year is ended. It's over. It's in the box. Number with things forgotten that thought were once to be. The tax accountant's role is to review the previous year's financial history. Based on the information provided that you give the tax accountant, and then they put together and file the annual tax return, annual state tax return if it's required, under local and payroll returns. Now, for example, in Washington State, we're a tax-driven state, a sales tax-driven state. Other states have state income tax, and yet other states have a blend of both uh, sales tax and state income tax. So the contractor's role is to review what's happening now, because guess where contractors live? Now. And you need to make the strategic decisions about what to do. So you need to know what to know in order to have a brighter future. Uh, I would say a better financial future, to be more accurate. And the best way to do that is to have QuickBooks set up to deliver your five key performance indicators, or KPI, as we call it, in a way that you can get that in five minutes a day at 5 p.m., whatever time is best for you. And we call them the five, five for five. And the first key performance indicator is cash, because cash is a fact, profits and opinion. The second key performance indicator is accounts receivable. That's cash coming in. The third key performance indicator is accounts payable, or cash going out. The fourth key performance indicator is what's called the profit and loss. And never forget, profit and loss is an opinion. The five uh, report is called the balance sheet, and that's comprised of those free O's. What you own, first O, what you owe, your accounts payable, and what's left over is your equity, the three O's, what you own, what you owe, and what's left over. And by the way, if you're interested in, in having us set that up for you, you can take a look at uh, www.fasteasyaccountingstore.com and click on the um, report 5 KPI. And we can actually set that up for you inside your QuickBooks if you're interested. You see, it's our opinion that every construction contractor should have a tax account prepare and file your annual tax returns. And for the love of, of whatever, please make sure that whoever files your tax return is not the same person as doing your bookkeeping. You always want to have that, as uh, Ronald Reagan used to say in the 80s, trust and verify. So your, your bookkeeper and your tax preparer, two different people. 
and especially for the tax accountants, because Congress passes a ton of laws every year, and each one can have a zillion pages with addendums and other attachments that make all the individual bills even harder to understand. Tax accountants need to keep track of all these changes. Changes for what impacts yesterday, today, and tomorrow. A single bill or a law may include all these three possibilities. So just being a tax accountant all by itself is a horrendous undertaking. And I've got a lot of respect for people that do that. Uh, we did it ourselves for quite a while. We actually gave it up for, uh, for Lent back in 1991. We do not file annual tax returns. We do file the quarterly reports, um, payroll reports, sales tax reports, all kinds of returns, but just not the annual. We want you to go someplace else and trust or verify. So if Randall says the grass is green, the sky is blue, then go to somebody else and verify. Trust or verify. It's a wonderful opportunity. You see, the condensed version of the U.S. Master Tax Guide, um, and there's copies available by your local payroll service, is very similar in size and font to the OSHA book. In other words, the U.S. Master Tax Guide is fat, like how the telephone books used to be. When discussing the U.S. Master Tax Guide, it is a book and can be described as a, quote, thick book with very tiny print. And the sad part is, in this case, the fine print giveth, the bold print taketh away. So just the book that everyone wants to, it, 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 kind of a, a ha-ha, it's just the book that everyone wants to read on a warm, cold, hot, sunny, rainy, cloudy Saturday afternoon. And the true answer is not, for those who might be missing my humor. We have copies of several years of U.S. Master Tax Guides, and for every one of them is at least a 1,000 pages. Now remember, this is the condensed version, referencing only the most common tax issues. Now, I expect my tax account to know the answer to everything that I make encounter and how to properly deal with it on my annual tax returns, business and personal. And just a quick side note, um, we have always had a CPA filing our taxes since the early 1970s when Sharon and I got married. And yes, for what it's worth, we've had three of them. Uh, the first tax accountant is unfortunate, but he passed away. So we got another tax accountant, and that guy lasted about 10 years. And then he sold us business and merged with another firm. I didn't care for the other firm, so we were on our third tax account. We've had this guy probably, I don't know, 18 years. CPA, really good guy. Um, we just do our QuickBooks. We send him a copy of it and he prepares a return. Sure, he does look it over because she's a tax accountant as well and it works out well. The important thing is that they prepare it, they sign it, and there's a lot of good stuff there. I'll just give you a quick hint, a word to the wise. Having a tax preparer, preferably a CPA, or a registered tax uh, agent, I think they're called an enrolled agent, is just as well. And having them do your tax share, your tax return is a wonderful, wonderful thing because they're part of that uh, five people in your board of advisors. Because if you ever go to the bank to get a loan, one of the things they're gonna look at is your tax return and your current financial statements. And you watch that banker, lender, his, his or her eyes will go right to the bottom. And if they see that the same person that did the bookkeeping did the, the tax return? That's a big black mark against you. They understand that there's a potential for collusion. Not that it's going to happen, but 
everybody's a little suspicious. So keep those separate. And I've, I've said enough on that. I've spoke about that many times. So once the account, the tax account has your financial statements, like I said, it's all after the fact accounting. The end of the year has passed. Many of us automatically file for the extension, so it may be closer to September. So the past really is the past. Way past time to say, I wish I would have done this or that instead of what I did. You can just say it, but it won't change the outcome of the previous decisions. There are limited things the tax accountant can move, change, or adjust. However, the year's over. The real question is, how much do I have to pay? If you've paid into the Internal Revenue Service via W-2 or estimated taxes, hopefully the amount will be close to zero if you've made some tax deposits or W-2s. Um, enough said there. Now, I want to enlighten you on a dirty little secret. It's also a fact. Listen carefully, please. This is really important. I love tax accountants. We work on a bunch of them all across the country because I have clients all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii. Just understand, tax accountants are busy. They make most of their money in the harvest season between January 1 and April 15th. And those people are just working ridiculous hours, sometimes around the clock, because everyone wants their tax returns filed. So here's the hint, the words of the wise. And believe me, it can save you thousands of dollars in overpaid taxes. Yes, you could be the first one on your block to get your taxes done. But is that a good idea? Well, I'll give you an opinion. In my opinion as a business owner, you do not want your, and as an accountant, you do not want your tax accountant to roar through your tax return between Jan 1 and April 15th to get it done quickly without really reviewing your individual circumstances. Because what happens is, listen clearly, the tax preparers, tax accountants get paid to fill out tax returns. Not to save you money, not to look for deductions, tax returns. So it's just a quick thought, perhaps um, you might file an extension and get the taxes done in the summertime when they're not so busy. And it'll take a little more time and you get a much better return. That's um, what we've done for, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say many decades, but it's coming close to five decades now. So, a quick side note, and I say it tongue-in-cheek because those of you with college students on financial aid, you need to have your tax returns completed early to meet the federal di uh, deadlines. So, I'm sorry, you don't have a lot of choice. Everyone usually receives from their tax accountant a tax booklet or checklist or some kind of check sheets to help prepare the, for the documents that the tax accountant needs to complete the annual tax return. Now, usually this tax booklet is geared toward what the tax accountant needs to complete the personal return as well. Because the tax accountant is hoping everything is in the business financial statements and there are just a few things left over to do to be able to complete the annual business return. And again, I can't stress this enough. Tax accountants are paid to fill out tax returns, not to save you money or to be your mentor. We, on the other hand, are paid to do your contract or bookkeeping and to be your profit and growth mentor as much as you want us to. Um, we're here for as much or as little as you want. Some contractors are busy and don't take full advantage of our, uh, our skill sets. Others take a lot of advantage of it. But all I can tell you is we're here. So tax appears normally only do the following. 
They figure out the vehicle and equipment depreciation. They look for missing expenses, but usually not very hard. They will ask for cash receipts, but only in passing. If you don't have them, they're not going to worry about it, because guess what? If you don't have receipts, you just pay more taxes. They review the meals and entertainment for the big ticket items and excessive meals. They review for items that are really owner's draw, loan to members, and loan to shareholders. They review the owner's equity and put it into the company only if they see it. They'll review the other assets like job deposits, work in process, WIP, retention, that sort of thing. And they'll take a peek at the air liabilities, um, short, long-term notes, loans, lines of credit, that sort of thing. They will ask us if there's any petty cash and ask you if you have any cash on hand. And in a lot of uh, bookkeeping systems, there's what's called a suspense account, and that should be cleared up to zero at the end of the year. And in, in some cases, like in QuickBooks, has a default account called Ask My Accountant. So a lot of times people put stuff in there. But you need to have receipts and details to help identify who and what it's for. The other thing the taxpayers normally do is look for anything that's odd. Because tax accountants do not want an audit. So, generally speaking, not all of them, but generally speaking, it's better for you to overpay in taxes than for them to have to defend you in an audit. I hope that's a word to the wise. Tax accountants work with messy and complete records to do their job. Now, they appreciate a good set of financials from your contract or booking services like us, for example, here at Fast Easy Accounting. And sometimes tax accountants have to be the quote, big person, unquote, and refuse future service until the bookkeeping is a more organized set of financials that they can use. Again, the last thing a tax accountant wants is an audit. Finally, the tax accountant is ready to start all over and review your personal income and deductions, and then they're able to produce for you two annual tax returns, business and personal. Business is first because it rolls in the personal. Now, it depends on the individual returns and whether or not you're filing your returns electronically. Hopefully, you've paid enough in personal um, tax deposits to be able to get a refund or have a zero um, cost. One more quick thing on, on tax accountants, and I say this with love in my heart because we love tax accountants. Um, tax accountants rarely have time to give you more than a, a basic review towards tax planning, beyond the different IRAs and 401ks. The reality is that most of the time the contractor is ready to leave because the whole process is similar to going to the doctor. The entire experience of taxes leaves you, the contractor, feeling a bit exposed because you know that funny feeling when you have on the gown at the doctor's office and your blood pressure immediately rises when the doctor walks in and closes the door and puts that rubber glove on and snaps it. Very uncomfortable. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, tattoo. Contractors view the financial statements. Contractors are just a little bit annoyed if they want real answers about their business and discover the tax accountant is really good at rolling up the numbers and having a tidy tax return. But most of them are clueless about construction. The contractor wonders why if they are both looking at the same numbers on the financial statements, that the tax accountant cannot or will not be more helpful with answers needed in running their business. 
Well, the short answer is there's a vast difference between regular accounting and construction accounting. And you can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash C-A. You see, tax accountants are the generalist and they understand regular accounting. And regular accounting is about 80% of all accounting. Construction accounting is about 15%. Manufacturing is 5%. So tax accountants have to be able to complete the maximum number of clients' returns in the minimum amount of time that they have. Remember, Jan 1, April 15. In their world, the expenses are similar for all businesses. It starts out with income. Minus expenses equals net income or net loss. The bottom num line number on Schedule C is net income or net loss, and it's the same for all businesses. Whether you're an S-Corp, an LLC, um, partnership, sole proprietor, you name it. But they all have their own return with the numbers passing through to your personal annual tax return. My opinion is tax accountants like personal tax returns better because they are like sweet, decadent desserts. Whereas contractor business tax returns are the vegetables, which is great if you like vegetables. I love vegetables. The fact is, you have to deal with the contractor's business tax return before they can get to the fun stuff. Or maybe it's just a business decision that everyone has to have a personal tax return and only some of us have a business tax return. All phases of accounting and bookkeeping are a specialty. The days are gone when you had a bookkeeper that could do all kinds of stuff. They could do retail, wholesale, manufacturing, construction, the espresso bar, the salon. Those days are gone. General construction and construction accounting are two different animals. Now, it's a fact. Generally, contractors are not trying to play stump the wizard when they're asking the tax accountant questions about their financial statements. Many contractors will have their tax accountant prepare payroll, payroll tax reports, state and local tax reports, sales tax. But does the accountant really understand your business? Does they really understand construction, even a little bit? If the tax accountant does not work with sales tax issues on a regular basis, the contractor may have to explain the rules that impact them to their sales tax uh, to their tax accountant. And there's something more frustrating than trying to explain something to somebody you think should already know. Well, enough said. Get off that soapbox, Randall. Each day is different. They're different in what and how they collect state and local taxes. The most common thing is they do it. The most basic question contractors ask is, quote, am I making money or losing money? Unquote. The next question is, where did I make money? It should be an easy question to answer. Unfortunately, when everyone is doing everything but tracking the paperwork and the money, there are no answers to be found. There's a whole concept called job costing, which is wonderful. The job costing depends on providing whoever's in your bookkeeping with the information on the receipt, something simple like just a job name. That's a wonderful start. If you're using a schedule of values, uh, put the cost code down. But just putting a job name on the receipt is wow. That's like 90% right there. Just understand without a system, a job costing system, it's impossible to know if your employees are wasting time if material is being wasted. Now, this does not mean you have to have a drone flying overhead and watching every move. 
but you just need to start by asking five simple questions. Number one, do they have the right tools and equipment? Number two, do they know your expectations? Number three, do they feel to be paid fairly? Number four, are they a willing worker and doing the job? And by the way, I know that, uh, number five, hang on, number five, will they use an electronic timesheet? And we're a huge fan of T-sheets. And you can go to my website and you can find a place where you can start a 14-day trial in T-sheets. That location is www.fasteasyaccounting forward slash T-sheets. Click on that and it'll take you to a place where you can um, click a button and get a free 14-day trial on T-sheets. Next thing you need to know is part of the role of construction management is knowing what 10 minutes of waste every day is costing you. And it's horrific. Now, in Washington State, the workers' compensation rate is set by the individual tasks and calculated by the hours worked. Other states have their own way to calculate workers' compensation and insurance. In most states, laborers and apprentices have the exact same workers' compensation rate as the lead person on the job. How interesting. Skill level is different, and the contractor is always balancing the cost of wages against the value of the skill of each worker. Contractors are always faced with variables, including costs that continue to rise after the bid has been accepted. One little hurricane can impact the cost of building material across the country. And I don't know if I want to say little. You know, all hurricanes are huge. Um, I spent some time as a, as a kid in Oklahoma. And I guess it's, I will say flat out that hurricanes are scary, no matter how big or little they are. Here in the Northwest, one little snowstorm can delay truckers and goods they carry, especially in the Northwest. We have a lot of hills here and all across the country. There's all kinds of hills and flat areas and it doesn't matter. One little snowstorm can delay truckers and the goods they carry. One little bit of sunshine is okay for days and for, for a few days, but months and months where it's not normal can be a huge deal. In winter, you expect snow in the mountains to go skiing, rain in the spring for flowers, sun in the summer to play, and a little frost in the fall for the pumpkins. But with all the weather, uh, changing weather patterns, we all need to adapt. Now, for example, we're in the Greater Puget Sound, Seattle area, and for years, I remember back in the 60s, literally it felt like it rained for 350 days. We had winter rain, summer rain, spring rain, fall rain, and maybe 15 days of summer. And there were a few times in the 70s I recall that I actually worked the entire summer, both days. Well, here we are in, in March, and actually this podcast is early March, and today it snowed. Can you believe it? I mean, March in Seattle. Last week it snowed, and then week before it snowed. Well, the good news is it snowed and it stayed long, and for the most part, it didn't impact schools. Now, at the same time, other places around the USA had different experiences. They had a lot more snow, and it was a real problem. And by the way, I'll give you a little quick side note. You've probably heard the phrase that there are people in, in the Northwest and Seattle that do not know how to drive in the snow. Um, I am their king. I've got an SUV, four-wheel drive. For the most part, I stay home when it snows. I'm that guy. I can't drive in the snow to save my life. Um, just not one of the skill sets I have. My skill sets boil down to uh, construction. I've spent over 20 years in construction and construction sites and construction companies. 
So I know about construction, I know how to build construction, I know how to make money in construction, and I understand project management, PMP, and I understand construction accounting. Those are my few areas. Rubbing the snow, sports, hunting, fishing, no. I'm, I'm the guy that hunts and fishes at uh, Costco and Safeway. I always bag my limit. So, contractors play a type of sports game. I just thought I'd mention that. Contractors play this type of sports game every day, but they do it without the rewards of a fat, guaranteed contract. Contractors go up to bat, jump through hoops, run down the field, all in the hopes of securing the golden call. So they can create a bid, close the sale, perform the work, hopefully get paid, and have a life. Now contractors want to know, we hear this all the time, am I making money or losing money? And which jobs? They ask us all the time, should I be doing more of this job and less of that? Well, we have ways to go inside QuickBooks and make those discoveries. There's all kinds of reports. One of my favorite is the profit and loss by job and job popularity reports. You do a little analysis on those reports and run them in Excel and look at the demographics and psychographics of your clients and do a merge and you'll learn a lot. And it's surprising. We've had a lot of contractors that we've worked with in consulting. I've actually had contractors, uh, trade contractors, you know, HEC, electrical, plumbing, Framing, there's 47 different trade contractors as well as remodelers and this sort of thing. And it's it's interesting because look at their QuickBooks and we do the analysis, export it, and do some demographic and psychographic uh, analysis. And I have seen the situation where two remodel contractors, one works on high-end remodels, um, homes over a million dollars, and one works on homes that are less than 500,000. And in both cases, they're making a good living, making good money because of the mix of labor material, other and subcontractors. But when they try to switch and go to the other location is where they lose their shorts and more sometimes. So you need to understand where you're making and losing money. And QuickBooks is only a part of that. You've got to do some analysis for demographics and psychographics. And you probably notice that demographics are the, the who, what, when, where, and why and how of your customer. So they live in, you know, what part of town and they're what age bracket and they do what kind of work. That's demographics. It's just facts, facts of life. Psychographics gets a little deeper because you do the analysis by looking on various websites online and you begin to understand what is their education level? Where do they vacation at? What magazines do they subscribe to? Do they subscribe to Golf Digest? Um, do they take vacations in Hawaii or do they stay home? So that's all psychographic. You bring the two together, and understand your customer, and it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's embarrassing. Uh, we had our contracting businesses. I used to go to the bank with a mask on, back up to the teller, make my deposit because I was so embarrassed. Um, we just made a ton of money. And I, I just feel embarrassed sometimes. You know, because we're supposed to be contractors. We're not supposed to make 20% net profit every year. Um, but we did that and a lot more. So sometimes it's a little hard for the contractor to be happy and full of smiles when a project goes over budget. Also been there and done that. And those times when you get away free change orders to keep the customer happy. Or you discover that the material is way over budget. Now, if you have a if you're a contractor and you have 30-day accounts, the final bills are still coming in until the project is complete. 
If it's the time material billing and the final invoice was created too soon, it's almost impossible to get additional funds from the customer. It is by exception that additional funds can be collected. Remember, the one that, remember, the little leaks, this is a randalism, the little leaks sink the big ship. Because when the big ship gets a big gaping hole, it gets fixed now. But it's all those little leaks nobody pays attention to. And that's what sinks a ship. Well, unsigned, unpaid change orders are what kill most construction companies and trade contractors. Just that, oh, hey, hey, wait, wait, what, while you're here, can, can you put this little piece of chair railing on? If you're a carpenter, hey, 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 while you're here, I, I, I know that you put the roof in the house. I, I got this little shed out in the back that's only like, you know, you know, the, the roof is like 10 foot by 10 foot square. Could you just, you know, throw some roofing on that? You can do all that stuff. Hey, you're the plumber and, and you fix that kitchen faucet. And while you're here, uh, my toilet's running. Can you take a peek at that? These are all change orders. Get them signed and get paid for them because that's money in the bank. And that a lot of times is the difference between um, staying in business and going out of business. Those little leaks, they don't look like much, but they do add up. Many times the contractor thinks he has made money based on the fact that all the bills got paid and there was money left over. And with poor bookkeeping, it is hard to know because the checking account may be reflecting checks that have not cleared. Deposits to the next job, personal funds deposit back in the account to cover the last minute expenses, and they were forgotten. Good construction bookkeeping is a solution. A little bit of effort toward job costing can be very helpful in understanding the numbers. The key is asking the right professional the right question. Tax accountants understand how to roll all the numbers up from the different aspects of your personal business life, history, into a summary tax return, the Internal Revenue Service. Construction accountants understand the numbers in your business and where to properly put them. Now, your banker looks at both sets of numbers in the side of your creditworthy for a loan. And it's unfortunate that contractors and their spouses look at the numbers and they just smile and say, wow, or frown and say, ouch, or they may say, oh crap, or they may say something much more descriptive using some action verbs descriptive adjectives, and other colorful language. No matter which way the numbers are, from fantastic to in the toilet, the next step is what do we do now? Well, we're here to help. Let's chat. Wishing you the best every day, and I encourage you to call Sherry at 206-361-3950 for your free one-hour consultation. And just have a little chat. Or you can email her at s-h-a-r-i-e at fasteasyaccounting.com. Hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. You see, we understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them and we sincerely don't care about you and your construction company. Well, that's all I have for now. Please do me the honor of commenting or any podcast on whatever medium you're listening to this on. Tell me what you like, didn't like, tell as you see it, because your feedback is crucial, and I think in advance. 
It is our firm belief here at Fast Easy Accounting that contractors deserve to be wealthy because you bring value to other people's lives. This is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across USA, Alaska, and Hawaii put more money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that and a lot more valuable to people like you, so please stop missing out. If you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950. Or you can email her, S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge one-hour consultation. By the way, if you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you're invited to download a guide to find the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. You can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. Well, thank you very much, and I hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors regardless of whether or not you ever hire services. Bye for now. Until the next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.